Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Fresh and fired up would be the best way to describe Chris Barsby this morning. Welcome back. Good morning. Stephen, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. And Jared Daffy's with us as well. How are you, Jared? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Steve. Morning, Chris. Morning, Jared. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, you're straight back into a busy week for you, I, I, I noticed. Yeah, it has been, been but um, yeah, no, I, I had I had to jump back in. I mean, Nicole and, and Nick Quinn have done a wonderful job covering not only what they do, but all of the little spots I do here and there for me. So I thought it only fair that I get back into it. So I'm back into it. Right. Well, we've got some big harness racing action just around the corner. It's a great weekend coming up, but the carnival's not too far away here in Queensland. Uh, looking at today or tonight, we've got two feature races coming through from Auckland later on. Uh, Self-assured steps out in the Roy Purden Memorial. He's about a dollar forty. Sunday Sun, the Gun Trotter, chasing another Group One victory. He's about a dollar thirty-five. We've got this boom filly over in Perth tonight. Wonderful to fly. She's going around in that feature. She's at a very skinny quote. And then we've got some really good racing coming through tomorrow night. Albion Park Breeders Classic Race Night. We'll talk more about that a little bit later, but we've got two really good meetings coming through from Menangle and Melton. So, Jared, let's get straight into it. Let's go to Menangle tomorrow night, race six. This is the Group 1, $100,000 Tab Regional Metro final. Of course, over the last couple of days, uh, we've seen these finals taking place. Bathurst on Wednesday night, and we've got two coming through tonight, Newcastle and Wagga. So we've got the the Hunter, and we've also got the Riverina uh, finals taking place. But let's focus on the Metro final. And the favourite here tomorrow night is Armour Renegade at $2.80. Just, just favourite over Let's Go Rockin' 2 90 Others in the mix, he's Dusty 650, Rockin' with Elvis 850. And then we're going out to uh, Everybody Love Ray. He's at $13. So where's the money going in this Group 1 feature tomorrow night? There has been a seismic shift in the market here, Chris. Now, when the fa- market first went up, Armour Renegade, $2.30. Uh, and then both East Dusty and Let's Get Rockin' were $5. Armour Renegade's out to favourite, but only slight, $2.80. The big, big move has been Let's Go Rockin', $5, now $2.90. So breathing down the neck of Armour Renegade is favourite. And then the others, well, they're all drifters. He's Dusty's out to six fifty from 5, uh, Rockin' with Elvis, six fifty to eight fifty, and so forth. But um, they've really targeted Let's Get Rockin'. And as I said, it's into two ninety second favourite, but it might start favourite. Yeah, by the look of it, uh, really starting to close in. So good money there for Let's Go Rockin'. The free floor tomorrow night at Menangle is race three. And this is important because there's a possibility that some of these horses competing in this race tomorrow night could venture north and tackle some of the open class features coming up. The favourite is Firefox, drawn the inside, 220. Uh, others of interest here, 4084 Alder Orlando, 460 uh, we've got $7 Arden Messi and eight fifty about Max Shard. So that's race number three. Any sort of movement there, do you know, Jerry? Yeah, well, just on that, um, normally when they drift uh, and they drift big time, as this favourite has, Firefox, means you're probably going to do better anyway. Open at 175. It's out to 220. So subsequent to that, some of these others have just shortened. Uh, there was some sort of interest in 408 at $5.50. It's now $4. Alta Orlando, uh, it's been 6.50 into 4.60. Others in the market there, well, Max Shards drifted out to 8.50. 
But it is interesting that Firefox is the drifter from the good barrier and the two down the bottom, both 408 and Alta Orlando, significant firm is in, $4 and $4.60 respectively. Yeah, 408 now with Jack Trainer and he was a real eye catcher the other night. So uh, good support coming for uh, those two down the bottom, but Firefox remains the favourite. Melton tomorrow night, uh, Jared. we've got the Group 3 Richmond Lass. This is race number six coming through, and this looks like it's going to be a good betting race here because we've got two really hard in the market here. Moments like these and treachery, and looking at the latest prices, they're now equal favourites. 2.30 each of two, so they can't be split. Doug's Bay, 4.80, and then we're going out to longer odds. So where's the money going here? Money is clearly with treachery now. Interesting moves here as well. Moments like these, Barrier 2, 2.15 out to 2.30. As you mentioned, it's now the equal favourite with treachery. 3.50 into 2.30. The other one there in the market is pretty much friendless at the moment, Doug's Babe, 3.50 out to 4.80. So on paper, looks a race in two price-wise, Chris, but clearly the money with treachery, number 7, 3.50 into 2.30. Okay, so good support there. Race 8 tomorrow night at Melton. This is the feature Trot, and it's the Group 3 I Didn't Do It Trotters free-for-all. And just on the Trotters, uh, I know we were hoping to see uh, Catch a Wave in Queensland to contest a race like the Rising Sun and also the Queensland Derby. I did speak with Andy Gath earlier in the week, and he told me there's a possibility that he could still be a player during the Tab Constellations up here with his yeah. star Trotter Majestuoso. He's looking at that uh, Group 1 Trotters race during the carnival, so mm-hmm. it'll be a big uh, draw card to have a horse like him, Majestuoso. So we'll wait and see, but it's definitely on the uh, on the program at this point. Favourite here for this race tomorrow night is Alderman Stride. He's at $2. Uh, others in the mix, we've got McLovin, four forty, dollars $7.50 Aldebaran Crescent, and then we're going out to Longer Rods, nephew of Sunoco, $11 best of the rest. The favourite is Alderman Stride, Jared. They're against it at the price that it was. Open $1.70, it's out to $2, and there's no takers at that. Uh, McLovin, well, McLovin always attracts support. Uh, it's been 5.50 into 4.40, but a nice couple of uh, roughies, if you fancy uh, a couple for exotics or pick fours, uh, first fours, etc., or even the quaddy. Number four, Robbie Royale, has been 19 into 12, and the eight nephew of Sunoco, 25 into 11. Now, uh, those two particular runners didn't shorten in, in one hit to the prices they are now. It's been a gradual move on the way in. So there's enough support there for Will McLovin and a couple of those roughies to suggest that some of the, the early shoppers think um, might well be a risk, the favourite at the short odds. OK, so coming up with Robbie Royale at a bit of value there and also nephew of Sunoco. Brent Lilly's another Victorian trainer looking at some trotting features during the Tab Constellations as well. Uh, the other race of interest there at uh, Melton tomorrow night is race seven. It features Triple Eight. He is the favourite of the Tab at $1.75. He's first up here since that uh, uh, Group 1 Sydney campaign. Uh, he's getting set for the Tab Constellations. He'll be coming up with his stable made better eclipse, so he's expected to go really close in race number seven. So we're oh, building just, a multi. Just on yep. him. Uh, I was keen to see which way punters would go with him early, and he has been a mover, uh, 185 into 175. So that seems to suggest that uh, he might be pretty hard to beat, Triple Eight. The other one in the race, uh, and again, if you're looking for exotics, etc., um, to throw one in, definitely number two, Cher- Cherokee Joe, uh, 26 into 12. So outside of that pair, in particular the favour, Chris, there hasn't been a terrible lot of interest in any of the other runners. Okay, well, there's stable mates, which is interesting as well. Triple Eight mm. and Cherokee Joe. 
both prepared by Jess Tubbs. Triple Eight trialled earlier in the week and trialled well, so he looks like he's uh, pretty forward. So if we're building a multi for the weekend, Jared, where, where can you steer us? Well, it's slim pickings, but uh, we will throw Triple Eight in. Um, so race seven, number nine, tomorrow night at Melton. On the same program, race six, number seven, Treachery, uh, which is $2.30. And the one from Menangle that I mentioned, uh, race six, number three, let's go rockin'. So Menangle, race six, number three, let's go rockin'. And at Melton, two runners there, race six, number seven, Treachery, and race seven, number nine, triple eight. Okay. Steve, can you add anything to yeah, the weekend? I just said to Ben, I like another award, this this mayor of Leon and uh, Andrews in Adelaide. I, she's $1.70 the place, which I think is fantastic. It's a big field, so no dramas there with third dividend. So nine, three, another award the place at the 170 for a multi. Okay, we'll put it in for sure. And of certain. course, uh, yeah, as I said, that one's owned yep. by uh, the infamous David Fowler. Mm, Has he got another go. award? Um, yeah, he and Terry McCaw for uh, Is it another award? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. Who trains it? Yeah, Leon's got it. I wasn't yeah, sure that's... if David had the other one. Um, uh, what's the other one called? That other mayor. Oh, maybe, um, maybe I'm wrong. I yeah. thought he was in it. I'll just have a look. I'm thinking. Um, I may, uh, extra, is he at extra time? Anyway, or another, anyway. No, I think it's this one. It is? Okay. Anyway. He'll let us know. It's, He'll it's let us in, know. It's in the multi. Hey, Chris, do you want to have a quick look at the blacks are fake? Yeah, absolutely. Prenoms. Now, prenoms, for those who are unfamiliar with that term, what that means is if you have a bet now and your horse is not in the, uh, in the nominations when they're called, you get your money back. It's a good deal. Uh, all of the names are up there. Spirit of St. Louis, he's the fave at 350. Self Assured at 450. Lock and Vara to see. Uh, they're pretty happy with the way he's progressing. He's at six. South Coast Arden, seven. Majestic Cruiser and turn it up at nine. Expensive Ego, 10. And then we get out pretty quickly to $17 or better for the rest. But does, does anything grab your attention right now? Because you've been pretty deadly on these in the past. Uh, right now, I'm still a little bit uncertain. I, I think there's some, some good value there. Uh, we probably look at horses like uh, Wild West, Chilliby Kung Fu, Zeus Bromac. If you're looking for a bit of value there, Spirit of St. Louis, we get to see back at the trials, but I wouldn't be shocked if he trials this coming week. We saw a few of the McCarthy step out this week at the trials horses like Chilliby Kung Fu, Wild West. Uh, so they're getting closer, but Spirit of St. Louis yet to roll out. What about the uh, the rising sun market, uh, Jared? Have you got that in front of you there with the other uh, three and four year olds? Uh, I can get it. I'll just hop into another screen. Yeah. Leap to Fame's now the favourite because you guys took Bondi Lockdown out, Jared. So Leap to Fame's now the favourite I see from Beyond the Light. Uh, yeah, Leap to Fame four dollars. Beyond the Light five. Better Eclipse six. Ladies in Red seven. Uh, Rip at seven, and the rest are eleven dollars or better. So. Um, what do you make of I'll that? Tell you what, there's a good drive up for grabs there, Beyond Delight, because normally Greg Sugars drives Beyond Delight, and he's been winning. He's a last star Group One winner, taking that APG four-year-old final an angle only a few weeks ago. But he's obviously got a commitment to Better Eclipse, who he partnered to win the Chariots of Fire. So right. it's a good drive, and uh, as we know, he's coming up with Ladies in Red. So the uh, the Stuart Tonkin stable are headed our way. But uh, at this point, it'll be very interesting to see who who lands that drive on Beyond Delight. Well, I don't know about you, Pear, but I'm unavailable. <laughs> hey, tell me this. Uh, we've got a good night coming through here at Albion Park tomorrow night. Breeders Classic. Those markets, they'll start filtering through later this afternoon, Jerry. Yeah, I, I was hoping they'd be there now, Chris, but I just had another look then and they're not. So hopefully they're not short away, uh, not uh, not far away. Uh, before we let you go, or before I go, I need a winner tonight. 
What's the best? Yeah, well, <laughs> we're fresh up today, so uh, we can bet with uh, caution. The horse I like, uh, th- this is not rocket science, but this is a horse that's going super. Race seven, number three, some moment, somewhere. He can win again. He's won his last five. This is a good quality final. He's got good opposition here. Tim Z, Franco, Nandor, Flying Art, Jackson, Jazz. They're all going to be, you know, legitimate threats. But I think some mm-hmm. moment, somewhere is progressing really well. So I'm happy to be with him again. All right. Well, I'm on. $2.60. Thank you very much. That'll do us. Good to have okay. you back, Jared. Thanks, gents. Chat next week. Yep, absolutely. So there's Jared Daffy. And all of those prices are available right now by going to the website, tab.com. And as Jared said, uh, those futures markets are available for both the Rising Sun and also the Blacks of Fate. So the carnival is not too far away. Kate Butt is unavailable this morning. She's been uh, struck down by the, uh, the dreaded Lurgy. But jumping in at short notice is Scott Steele, the chief executive of Albion Park. And he's fired up about this meeting tomorrow night at his track, The Creek. And he's online with us now. Scott, good morning. Good morning, gents. Good morning, listeners. You've been able to uh, prize those notes away from Kate. So... What is the best bet coming through here tomorrow night? I think we'll run with race six, number nine, uh, airtime. Kate sort of sent me a message through before. Um, this horse has been flying for Trent Dawson. Really good last start. Made ground wide in the track here, which can be hard to do at Albion Park off a slow pace. So uh, we're going to stick with him. Uh, race six, number nine, airtime. Okay, so race six, number nine, airtime for Trent Dawson. The best bet coming through. I tell you what, it's a good card of racing. These breeders' classics, it's a little bit of an entree for what's to come, in particular that three-year-old Colts and Geldings final. Uh, everyone's raving about the current crop here in Queensland. And uh, for those that are thinking about heading up from interstate or even New Zealand to, to snare our derby, they're in for a tough challenge because these local three-year-olds are really sharp. And this is a cracking race, race three tomorrow night. Definitely the race of the night, and, uh, and agree, Chris. You wouldn't find a better um, three-year-old field over the weekend, that's for sure. Um, I, I think, speak the truth, he's the real deal. I think he can sort of measure up to the to the to the best company. You obviously got um, Bangkok DJ Danger Zone and Teddy Disco, who's uh, on the way back. Um, but um, fantastic race. I'll be sticking with Speak the Truth. Um, I think as long as Adam Sanderson gives it a good drive, I think, geez, I think he'll be winning. Okay. Can I ask this question? Speak the truth. Is there any chance that he could really take it up to leap to fame? Who's regarded as the number one three-year-old here in Queensland, possibly even Australia? So can Speak the Truth challenge leap to fame in the coming weeks? I think he's only about half length to length off him, Chris. And you know what the, the draw can be like? If it, if it drew good and leap to fame drew the second line, I don't think there'd be a lot of it. So I, I think Speak the Truth definitely on the improve. Um, I know that the trainer, Sharon Price, is very robust about um, the ability of the horse. And uh, talking to the driver, Adam Sanderson, uh, he wouldn't be swapping any other driver either. So um, plenty in the camp giving a big rap. So I'm going to stick with him. Okay. And Cat King Cole goes around in the three-year-old Phillies Keybred Breeders Classic final tomorrow night. OD, so she's got to start from the outside of the second row, but she's gearing up for the Oaks features coming up during the carnival. So can she take this feature tomorrow night? Oh, look, she'll definitely be first pick. And, uh, but I, I think just at the moment, uh, if you're a bookmaker, you'd be happy to, to risk her tomorrow night, Chris. Just from the draw, 13, ODM. She's been a bit funky gated lately. Um, so as a punter, I'd be probably looking around her because I dare say they'll serve her up odds on or close to it. And I think you might be able to find just a little bit more value in that race. So uh, I'm against Cat King Cole. I just want to see her put it all together. Um, and really get back to our old form before I'm ready to put me head in the noose with her. 
Okay. Nice and early tomorrow night. We start at 4.50. Early start, early finish. No, very good. I think it'll be prime time for turnover too. And I'm just having a look at the weather forecast. I, I think it's about 10s on that Dooman might... Um, be off tomorrow just looking at how much rain's coming so we'll certainly have um, good healthy pools moving forward because uh, I will certainly be racing so uh, um, in at 10 to 5 and out at uh, uh, 20 to Gotta 9 love the so positivity. Nice, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so why the early start then? It, two tab and we really like to go into that sweet spot just after the Metropolitan Racing finishes so we obviously always request that and doesn't always work but uh, it certainly worked it must have worked in well with uh, obviously the tournament times and that sort of thing as well so uh, we'll cop that starting time anytime we can get it it's yeah. very good turnover for oh us. you're right because the roses for example scott is at basically four o'clock and this first race is yeah under an hour later so hang on the last in brisbane is what time uh 434 you got 450 haven't you for the first yep. yeah so ideal for us certainly mm. ideal for us and Scott, just quickly, just on the carnival, uh, we, we've just spoken with Jerry Daffy. Uh, there's going to be some, you know, news coming through over the coming weeks on who's coming, who's not coming. But you're happy so far with uh, with what's likely to be here in Queensland during the month of July? Yes, it's great to see Emma Stewart travelling, Chris. And uh, obviously, we'd have loved a couple of more Kiwis, but a couple of those are just going to miss. Uh, we're going to have a high-quality field, as usual. We will have some um, Kiwi visitors, but I think they'll be looking more towards the open class races. But uh, the Rising Sun will be a, be a great race. Uh, I think Racing Queensland uh, are announcing another invite today. And um, I think you'll find there'll be another one next week. So uh, the good part about it, Chris, uh, Queensland will have some live chances, I believe, as well. So it'd be great to see one of our local trainers take out this classic. Yeah, absolutely. Scott, thanks for jumping in at short notice this morning. Uh, hopefully Kate will uh, get over that lurgy quickly and uh, she'll be back on deck next week. Sounds good. Thanks for the time, gents. Here's Scott Steele, Chief Executive of the Albion Park Harness Racing Club. Joining us, the man that does all the form day in, day out for Queensland Harness Racing is Darren Clayton. And he's online with us because we're going to have a look at this great card of racing tomorrow night at the creek. And he's uh, online now. So, Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Who's going to win the Rising Sun? The Rising Sun. Um, well, uh, you've put me on the spot there. I think... I think Leap to Fame can win the race. If he is in it, I think he can win it. So he's going with the local there to take out the uh, the big uh, Group 1 feature on the opening night of the Albion Park Carnival. Let's focus on Breeders' Classic Race Night tomorrow night. Nine races, as we just heard from Scott. Early start, full 50. So it's prime time tomorrow night, no question about it. The race of the night, as Scott just outlined as well, is race number three, the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. This is a crackerjack race tomorrow night. Oh, isn't it? What? And uh, the fact that we've got, um, I think it's six, one, two, three, four, yeah, six last start winners converging as three-year-olds, and they're all top-quality three-year-olds. Normally, they will have had a run against each other at some point, but they converge here, all bringing winning form, the, the big six. Um, that's not to say something outside of those couldn't win the race, but you got last start winners, Speak the Truth, Teddy Disco, Class to the Max, Bangkok DJ and Danger Zone. So, um, well, they're the big five anyway. And um, there's some nice horses around them. Got to go. Milking's been in good form and going great guns. Probably not best suited out in gate seven. He's got good form as well. Midnight Somewhere, a last start winner. They're all stepping up. And, 
Misty Creek's another one. He's throw him into the mix from gate two. Um, he's been racing at Redcliffe against older horses. So um, it shapes well. It's going to be an absolute cracker. It's hard. Speak the truth probably draws the first favour um, during gate three. Possibly he's the leader. Um, what then happens thereafter? Teddy Disco, he's got good gate speed. Does he take a good shot and get to the front? The other thing that uh, comes mm-hmm. into the, the equation here is the fact that um, the 2,138-metre distance of this race, none of the field really has any exposed form over that. Class to the max ran third over the, that trip uh, just recently, but other than that, none of the others have really raced over the middle trip. Mm. Who starts favourite? Does Speak the Truth start favourite, given the fact that he's drawn better than his key rivals? I think he has to, um, just purely off that fact. Um, he's been in great form, four starts, four wins since resuming his three-year-old season. So um, it, it's hard not to go past him. The other, it's hard not to go past Teddy Disco with the way he put the field away first up, just straight to the front and, and never out of second gear, it appeared. Um, but, you know, where does he get? If speak the truth, has got the speed to, to find the front easily straight up. Well, where does Teddy Disco go? Does he have to park out? And then that makes it very tough for him thereafter or is class to the max, the one that comes forward and gives cover. Um, It's all an interesting map. I I thought Speak the Truth found the front. That was the way I worked on the race. Um, That being the case, that puts probably Bangkok DJ perhaps out of play. So maybe we can rule one out, one of the, the big ones out there. But... That said, he gets the right trip. He's got an explosive turn of, turn of foot, and we saw that um, with his one win last campaign where he sat behind the speed and just when Angus Garrard pushed the button, he just exploded away. So and you probably can't rule him out completely, but it, it certainly puts him in a, in, a, in a pocket there, probably three back, so it, it makes it tough for him. So, uh, yeah, speak the truth favourite, I thought. Mm. What's interesting too with this race, with uh, with Speak the Truth, he's coming off that little setback. Of course, he was a late scratching for the APG Gold Bullion Series recently. He was taken out uh, for the uh, the, the uh, prelude uh, just moments before the race. He spiked the temperature. Uh, they trialled him on Tuesday night. So he just had that little setback. So does that make Nathan Dawson a little bit more inclined just to really fire up Teddy Disco at the start and just test Speak the Truth uh, and, and just push the envelope? So... I think the tactics, the, the the first 300 metres is going to be very, very interesting with those two horses. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, um, Nathan's probably th- thinking there, well, you know, speak the truth, is he vulnerable? Do I, is my best chance early on taking this good shot at him? So, And then, of course, you've got Danger Zone, who's also coming off a little bit of a setback as well. So um, I've actually gone with Danger Zone, Chris. I've put him on top. I've gone that way off the fact that I think Teddy Disco stretches Speak the Truth early. I think Class to the Max might then come and have a look as well. I think that sets it up pretty solid. And with all these horses having their first look at 2100, Danger Zone might just be the one just tucked in behind, getting that easy trip and be prepared to take that closing shot. Um, I like the way he can accelerate Danger Zone uh, his first up run, he ran third. He was three back the pegs, but he only picked up late when the, when a gap opened and really got going. Um, I've, like I said, I've put him on top purely off the fact that I think he just tucks in behind, and if the others just go a little bit too hard in those 
uh, early stages trying to secure a forward spot might just set it up for him. But like you said, that first 300 metres, it's going to be a cracking race. And it's it's really good that um, this race has been in hiatus for, for five years. It's back into the calendar. And um, what an addition to, uh, to, to bring it back in with. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's going to be a ripping race. Final question just on, on this division. Um, how big of a gap do you think there is between these horses tomorrow night and then leap to fame, or is that gap closing by the day? I think the gap's certainly closing. I think with leap to fame having not been seen um, for a while, the, you can only do what uh, what's in front of you while the while the big ones are out. And speak the truth, Teddy Disco, they've been able to do that. Um, I think if you put leap to fame in this race from gate three, you're looking at a very short price favourite. So um, I think while Speak the Truth has closed that gap, say we had a, a scenario where Leap to Fame draws three, Speak the Truth four and Teddy Disco five, well then we're probably looking at Leap to Fame over the 2100 being probably a dollar fifty favourite. So I think that's some indication of the of the difference in class, but the gap is certainly closing. As it stands right now, do you think Queensland can, you know, defend or protect their their, their home patch in the Derby, or do you think a uh, an interstate or Kiwi Raider can come here and, and, and take the prize? From what I've seen so far, and, and knowing that the horse is like a um, and you mentioned the other day, Akuda's not a rising sun. Is he coming though for the other races? No, no. Well, I think in that scenario, I think I think leap to fame. Um, Obviously, we're talking barrier draw dependent, but regardless, uh, he's a he's a huge hope of keeping the derby in Queensland. Mm, it's going to be interesting. Uh, key players that are likely to head this way for the derby. Rip, obviously, for the Hewitts. Uh, we're probably looking at uh, a horse like Sugar Apple for Jason Grimson. Uh, the other one down there from Sydney, Mr. Ibiza, who's yet to step out. He's now with the, uh, the McCarthys. Uh, he's a former Kiwi. looks pretty sharp. Duke of Cornwall, but... He probably needs to lift on what he's shown so far. And simply Sam Loons is a, a Kiwi threat for Ray Green, the man who trained the, uh, the Derby winner last year. But I think Queensland has a very good chance of uh, winning their Derby this year. That promises to be a, a real highlight throughout the Tab Constellations. Let's talk about the three-year-old fillies now, Cat King Cole. Outside of the second row, this is a big challenge, and she's up to 2,138 metres. Which way do you see this race going? Yeah, again, where quite a few of these have no exposure at the Albion Park 2,100-metre trip. So um, that's going to be interesting. And, and to be fair, the two probably big guns in the race have drawn 12 and 13. So, you know, is there, there's every chance we see a bit of cat-and-mouse tactics as to what happens early. I, I thought if, if that scenario plays out, you've got a horse like Goldie's a delight in gate five, Um she went down for the, the New South Wales Oaks and made the final over the 2,400 or 2,300, whatever they race at there at Menangle. Um, she might just be the one that gets to the front first. And from there, well, then the, the, the cat and mouse will start with, with Racy Roxy um, perhaps looking to get forward first, Cat King Cole maybe needing to work. But I think at this stage of her preparation, I think while we've seen delightful Lou take um, big big strides into the gap between her stable mate Cat King Cole. I think Cat King Cole still has a, a enough of an edge um, that she can win this race. I think um, 
probably got a little bit more versatility at this stage, but I don't see the, the trip being any concern for her. She did uh, trial over the 2100 in one of those workouts just before Albion Park came back online, um, and she did that reasonably easily. Not asked of much, of course, in that run, but I think the class difference over her opponents here is is substantial, and the winner will either be 12, Racy Roxy, or 13, Cat King Cole, but I'm, I'm squarely with Cat King Cole. Candy Kane might be one that can certainly um, run a good race from gate one and um, be in the mix. I thought she trialled pretty well on Tuesday as well, that Philly Candy Kane. Okay, so we'll keep an eye out on her. What about the Breeders' Classics for the two-year-olds? Their race is seven and eight tomorrow night. How do you see these races going? Yeah, the the Colts and Geldings is race seven. The Tax Collector, we probably haven't had a real standout two-year-old step forward as yet. Um, the Tax Collector, he wins this race, well, then he probably... Um, catapults himself straight up into into bright lights as the as the pick of the two year olds. He, he is still the pick of the two year olds, I would suggest. Um, but um, the depth at this stage hasn't really uh, shown to be that great. And from gate four, he was a really good winner uh, at his second rate start. Uh, put up a margin of about fifteen or sixteen metres, I think it was, to get um, when he once he found the front and put them away. And then his last start went, sprinted home nicely. So he might be a little bit versatile as well. Um, it's hard to see him getting beat. I, I originally thought Mullum Axel might be a good chance, but uh, he couldn't run down Regato de Tilly at Redcliffe on Wednesday night. And uh, Although the, the barriers are reversed there for them, um, just the early map is if the tax collector gets to the front, well, then Mullum Axel's probably three back defence with... Um, Craddock in behind the tax collector. Craddock showed plenty of early speed last time out. So um, whether they look to lead throughout with Craddock or whether they take a trail on the tax collector. But um, tax collector for mine there. And then in the Phillies, race eight, probably as open as a as a Phillies um, sort of feature race you would find. The Grogmother gets gate two, looks the leader. Um, she held on last start. Um Foxy Five is off of Freshen. We haven't seen her since she won back in April. Um, she's had three starts, won her last start, but hasn't been seen since. Um, the one that I'm with here, again, I'm going with uh, uh, Pete McMullen to double up these Breeders' Classic two-year-olds, Empress Byline. She was a pretty good winner at her second race start. Not much went right last time. She's been put away since that did have a trial, and that was a really impressive trial, I thought. And uh, despite coming up with gate six, I think she's the one to win that uh, two-year-old Phillies Breeders' Classic, Empress Byline, trained by Melissa Gillies. Okay, Empress Byline in the Phillies, the tax collector in the boys. That's for the uh, two-year-old Breeders' Classic finals. Uh, your best bet tomorrow night? Yeah, best bet uh, is coming up in race number... I'll get it out eventually... Which race number is it? You've, I've lost it. There we go. Race six, horse number nine, Airtime. Um, he was a midweek winner a couple of runs back, charged home over the top, and then wasn't too far away last time out. Um, he drew gate 11 on that occasion. Hemsworth, number five, is likely to start favourite here. This race is the 2100. If Hemsworth gets to the front, which I can foresee happening, um, I'm just not sure how he'll go at the 2100. He got run down pretty easily last week over the mile. The mile is, is his preferred trip. Didn't go too hard. He had a, um, a sub-28 opening split and then 27-5 in the third split. 
27-8. So, um, and he was out of bullets. So um, whether they just look to go a little bit quieter with him, but I thought they go to the front. And with that scenario, I thought airtime is the one to swoop over the top and take the win. And, and I thought he was a good thing under that scenario. So race six, number nine, airtime. Okay, starting to generate good support. Kate Bud keen on him, and now you're labelling him as well. I want to get your thoughts just quickly on race two. This this promises to be a very good race here tomorrow night. Sporty Dancer back in town. Pelosi last start. A winner, great to see her back in the winner's circle. Miller Playboy was awesome first up last week. Juddy Douglas going super. What's up, Sunshine going well. Another statement going well. And then you've got a few others here like Better Than Diamonds. Love your work. Call me, Keith. It's Mr. Clooney all racing in really good form. This is a hot field, this one. It certainly is. It's a great race. And um, Sporty Dancer, I guess, is probably a little bit of the query back in Queensland. She won the South East Oaks last year when she was up here. Her win last start at Wagga was really good. Um, sub-27 up the up the stretch at Wagga really attacked the line nicely. She comes up with the option. She's got gate speed or, um, you know, they can take a trail here. Juddy Douglas, he'll, be, he'll appreciate this. Last week, he was only just run down. That was over the 2,100. He's better at the mile. His previous two prior to that, he finished third close up, and he was drawing the second line in both of those. So um, back to the mile, back to a front line, he's certainly going to be there. I've marked Manila Playboy on top purely off how impressive he was last week. That was a, a huge run there last week. He was still last at the 400 with um, Hemsworth rolling along out in front, and... The way he just exploded up the stretch, he, he went past them like they were stuck to the track. It was a, a really impressive return. Um, he gets the, the right type of gate that he can just tuck in behind um, wherever they need to sit there. I think there's enough pressure elsewhere in the race with Juddy, Juddy Douglas there. What's up, Sunshine? Probably has to roll the sleeves again. Um, that was a task too big outside Adam Crocker. Two starts back and then last start again, not too far away, but... He's certainly going well. And then you mentioned those other ones. Call Me Keith going really well. Better than Diamonds. She trialled yesterday, never taken off a helmet, three back the fence, just followed them around just to get uh, one of those uh, embargoes taken off her. Um, but the wide gate certainly stings there. Manila Playboy, like I said, for mine, purely off how impressive he was. And you'd think he'd take benefit out of that. That was only his first up run um, since January. Okay, so he's aiming towards the, the Queensland sun, First up, and then uh, the, the rising sun, hopefully the week later during the Tab Constellations there, the obvious uh, targets for Manila Playboy. These races are starting to take shape now, Darren. Uh, just talking about the, the Queensland sun, the rising sun. I mentioned some moments somewhere. We get to see him later today. He's pushing towards those races as well. Slip the Hundy, who won that trial yesterday, beating the likes of Better Than Diamonds and Stun Gun. Uh, he looked good. He's getting set for those races as well. So... There's a lot of nice four-year-olds here locally that are going to get their opportunity for the Queensland Sun because that's primarily just for horses trained here in the state. And then the winner of that race is them from ballot for the, the following week in the Rising Sun. So we will have Queensland representation in the Rising Sun, but they're starting to take shape and it's exciting. Yeah, it certainly is. So, um, just how Slip the Hundy, I thought his trial was really good yesterday, just straight to the front and, and did it easily. Manila Playboy, his run, like, like I've mentioned, I was really taken with that effort. Um, you know, some of those others just where they all start to converge now and they're coming out at the right time and there's going to be some really good races between now and then as they all start uh, 
start trying to flex their muscle and and put forward their case of why they should be in the in these races. Yeah, no doubt about it. We had a very good filly join a local stable this week, so look out for her in the coming weeks. She's here for the Oaks. There's no doubt about it. So. Uh, this is exciting, and there's a, a very good Kiwi horse that's set to arrive, I think, next week, joining a local stable. He'll be getting set for races like uh, the Reckliff Cup and uh, a few other races as well. So this is exciting. They're joining the local stable, so things are starting to heat up. It's going to be a very, very hard racing here over the next couple of months, no doubt about it, and we'll start seeing a few more of the interstate trainers heading our way uh, over the uh, the coming weeks. So there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, just quickly, uh, the dashboard, that's available as we speak for tomorrow night's Breeders' Classic meeting. Yeah, that's up. Um, got a bit of a write-up there. Cat King Cole and Manila Playboy, the best bet. Early quaddy thoughts, uh, main quaddy. Uh, best exotic, I thought, came up in race four. That's Captain Crusader's race. I thought he just looked a, a lay-down this air, but from gate two, he'll be nice and short. So uh, stand him out from, from the fence players, 178, 1789, and uh, I think we get pretty close to that trifecta. And I thought the driver to follow tomorrow night, Angus Garrard, he's certainly got a very good book. Uh, could walk away with a couple of features there. He's got uh, Regazzo de Tilly and the two-year-old Colts and Geldings, Cat King Cole, the three-year-old Phillies, Bangkok DJ in that three-year-old Colts and Geldings. And, of course, he'll have the steer on Manila Playboy. All right, so that's available through the Racing Queensland website for tomorrow night's Metro card, nine races, 4.50 is start time. Darren, I'm sure you're joining me in wishing uh, uh, all the very best of luck tonight for uh, Vic Frost, Gail Geese and Matty Elkins. They're contesting that Group 1 feature uh, at Newcastle tonight, it's the Hunter Tab Regional Final. Scotch and I is looking to overcome a second row draw, but uh, he is hoping that they can walk away with that big feature tonight. Yeah, certainly. And uh, I was talking to Gail yesterday on track. She actually trained a winner there yesterday in the in the last race. Um, and yeah, we were just talking about what what the week's done. Vic's been down there with the horse all week um, at Roy Roots Junior's property and um, all reports are the horse is in great condition and um, while the barrier's a little bit tricky, it's um, he's in, in the right uh, stable, that's for sure, and they've always had an opinion of this horse, so hopefully he can get the job done for him. Vic Frost backing feature race success and, um, yeah, good luck to Matty Elkins taking the steer, which would be his first group one.